Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Outside the Sheds. We're flying through this new year, 2022 Shedheads. We're almost to February. And February means that we are weeks away from the Super League season starting. February 10th, if you didn't know. And All-Stars weekend in the NRL. The great Maori All-Stars against the native All-Stars of Australia. I can't really describe to you the excitement that I'm having. I'm saying there's a lot of sports that are going on over here in, in the States. And, you know, we're coming to the end with the Super Bowl and all that type of stuff. But I've been missing my footy. And I've got to admit, maybe it's COVID. I don't know. But the offseason has been very quiet. Not a lot of stories to report to you. And I kind of looked at some of my previous uh, episodes. And last offseason and the offseason before... We're a lot more, how should I say, rambunctious. And I don't know what that would be because or why or whatever. But I don't know if it's because the, the, the fellas have kind of gotten used to the fact that, you know, you can't go out and get into a lot of trouble at clubs if you're in lockdown and, and you find things to do. And, and I think we figured out during this time, these last couple of years, that we have a kind of a new norm, you know. And I know... When you're young and you want, you want to go find that perfect young lady or gentleman, whatever you're looking for out there, uh, it's not easy to do it. I, I know I didn't have Tinder and all this type of stuff. Swipe left, swipe right when I was a kid. Probably good. But, uh, you know, it's it's. I think what's happening, what we're seeing is players, athletes, people have all learned that kind of the new norm is kind of keep it close to the best. People are staying at home more. People are learning what's important, what's not. I think we've learned the importance of mental health and, and struggles that we all have battled during this time. You're shed Adamas as well. You know, I've I've struggled myself uh, during moments during this this period of self-discovery and, and figuring out, you know, what's going on, what's important, all that type of stuff. So when I've been going through this and writing episodes recently I just haven't had as much to write about because guys aren't giving me a lot of information and stuff that's good and that's bad but I'm happy that that the players are, are staying on the right track I'm saying that yeah, I think we forget and I think some of these guys forget no matter what sport they play that they're looked up to they're luck, looked up to and even though Charles Barkley say I'm no role model they are they're role models for a lot of people a lot of people's highs and lows get up because of games, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in Outside the Bubble about a certain fan base that really, really took it on the chin again this last weekend. But, um, well, let's go into the 40-20, and we'll go into what we're talking about because my biggest story that I found was the MILF, Anthony Milford. The I'm riding my horse out of Brisbane Bronco who looked like he was going to sign with South Sydney and play, uh, you know, continue his career down uh, in South Sydney. And then all of a sudden, an off-field 
indiscretion. Well, that's fascinating. After Shed Adamas just talked for five minutes about how players are getting their, their lives together off the, the field. But anyway, the MILF getting, got himself in some trouble. He's still in some little bit of a legal, uh, uh, how should I say, quagmire with possibilities of what's going to happen. So South Sydney and the NRL kind of put that contract on pause a little bit. Like, let's see what's going on with Anthony. And, and, and now it is being reported that Anthony Milford is not going to South Sydney. Anthony Milford is now going to the Hunter on a one-year deal. And it's kind of a stopgap, meaning that I don't know if this is because the Luke Brooks contract runs out after this season with the Tigers and maybe... They're looking at getting Luke Brooks up at the Hunter in Newcastle. I don't know. But what I do know is that it looks like Anthony Milford is going to hook up with Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins in 2023 to continue his career under Clint Eastwood, the maestro. A coach that has brought the best out of Anthony Milford at times. A coach that I think Anthony Milford feels that he can play his expressive type of football on the field, his footy. But it's going to be interesting because Jake Clifford is all Newcastle has right now. And they have some other stopgaps they've been looking at as well about playing in the halves with Jake Clifford with the, with the loss of Mitchell Pierce. But that is a unique, unique fixture there. If you bring Anthony Milford up and play him alongside a more straight and narrow Jake Clifford, and then you put a wild card in the halves with an Anthony Milford. Now, again, we all know that Anthony Milford has to take care of his off-field indiscretions before this is even a done-done deal. But I think the Newcastle Knights might have something here. And you're going to see a, hopefully, knock on wood, motivated Anthony Milford to prove that he's still got it. And Anthony Milford, that it will probably be easier for him to be back on the field where he probably feels his most free uh, and and, you know, playing the game. It is an interesting, interesting thing that's going on uh, right now with Anthony Milford and, and possibilities of that one-year that one-year fill-in that he's got to do before he can get up with Wayne Bennett up uh, with the Dolphins. So keep your eyes open for that. This is a developing story, and it'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting one. The outcome is going to be really, really fascinating. But possible hunter movement by the MILF. Now. I try to stay positive. You know that, Shedheads. But the world doesn't make it easy at times. And it doesn't make it easy at times when you hear about stories about good guys. The Fox, Josh Adokar, one of my favorite players. Uh, of all the players that I've met, maybe the guy that lit up the room the most, Josh Adokar. We've all seen the laugh. We've all seen the, just the excitement in the eyes. We've seen the way that he plays. Uh, there's just there's just life with the man, right? And then you hear news that is breaking. The Josh Adokar has been receiving hateful social media messages that he's been. I don't want to say bullied because if if you stand next to Josh Adokar, not many people are going to do much to him. But the social media mo monsters, the social media psychophants, the social media cancer has found the man. And he is now, you know, these hateful messages have been sent up to David Lockley, the senior intelligence officer in the NRL. 
And unfortunately for David Lockwood, this is not his first go-around in doing this. We all know about the Latrell Mitchell hateful messages that Latrell received. And now we hear that Jade Nockenbull, excuse me, I probably said that wrong, Ockenbull, we know him, the big, the big menace for the dogs, received the same thing. And David, David Lockley had to do the same thing with these messages. Shedheads, I don't know. I don't, you know, we all have 24 hours in the day. We all have our jobs. We all have our families. We all have our hobbies, whatever you want to say. I don't understand people that just want to sit down in front of a keyboard with their phones and just send out hateful messages. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'd like to say that I'm past the point of understanding why we hate one another or have a disdain for one another because we all don't look the same. Can you can you just imagine how boring it would be if everybody looked the exact same? If everybody had the exact same color of skin? If every everyone had the exact same hairstyle? The exact same hair length? It would be horrendous. The beauty of humans is that we are all different, that we all look different, that we all like different things. My favorite black band of all time is probably The Clash, right? I guarantee you, Mrs. Shedda Damas, the lovely Mrs., her favorite band of all time by no means is The Clash. By no means. She does not get filled with excitement when she hears London Calling or... Uh, uh, I'm so bored with the USA. One of my favorite songs. But the difference. Now, she listens to some music that might want me to, how should I say, take a little bit of a, a slight dirt nap. Uh, I, I don't understand how you can listen to some music that, that my lovely listens to with not wanting to hurt yourself after long periods of time of listening to it. But again, it's all different, right? We all bring something different to this game. We all do. And that's what makes it beautiful, right? That's all. That's what makes it so beautiful. I am so tired, Shedheads, of the hate, the disdain, the, 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 the people that have nothing better to do than to just talk garbage on social media. And here's the thing. If you had the testicular fortitude to say something to somebody's face, that's something different, Right? If you're not putting a mask on or you're just saying something to somebody, that's something. But these are freaking keyboard warriors. They wouldn't have the stones to say any of the stuff they say to the person they're saying it to when they're face to face. And to me, you're the lowest form of dirt if that's what you do. Right? You're the lowest form. Because if you can't stand and look somebody in the eye and say what you think about them, I got no time for you, right? I got no time for you. You need to, how do we say, you need to get a life, mate. You need to get a life. So, with my long diatribe right there, I'm so sorry to hear that Josh Adokar has had to, to deal with this. I will tell you personally, Shedheads, I am not a social media guy. I'm not. You guys see my Instagram page? Uh, I have a personal Instagram page that I don't even have a picture of myself up on my personal Instagram page, right? So I guess, you know, 
if 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 love, lovely ladies on social media are looking for a good looking guy, they're missing one because I don't have a picture on there, right? But that being said, I don't get an excitement out of it. I do enjoy some, you know, looking at finding out about new music. I'm also a huge Pennywise fan. I love Pennywise. So I'm looking at stuff, you know, Parkway Drive for my, is my favorite heavy band probably down under, right? But, but what I'm saying is I don't really care about posting what I'm doing that day for all of you to know. And I don't, I don't get any excitement. And I, don't, and I don't understand why that's so important, right? When I first heard about Twitter, I was, I was kind of seeing this girl and she, because Twitter started in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest. And she figured out about it and started it. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm tweeting. I'm like, what the heck is that? And she broke down. So I'm like, what? You're going to put on there that you're going to the bathroom so the whole world knows? She goes, no. And I was like, oh, well, what's the point of it? To let people know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, why do they care? Now, I would have lost a lot of money because I thought that it was going to go nowhere. But I just don't get it. And, and I understand, and I will tell you this right now, if I was a professional athlete, Chad Townsend said it to a player with the Sharks, put the phone down after the game. Put the phone down. Because for as, as high as you might get from people saying congratulations and good job, it's nowhere close to the lows you'll get from hearing those social media cancers trying to reach in and pull out every bit of life out of you. So I don't really have a time and a place for it. You know, my friends in Australia and New Zealand are probably the only reasons that I have a Facebook page. Like, who cares if I, I've got, what, Facebook, you got, what, 400, 500 friends? How many of those people actually have your phone number? How many of those people have you actually talked to within the last week, last month? Hell, I'll give you six months. It's, 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 it's fluff. Shedheads, it's fluff. Anyway, I'm done with that. I just want the NRL, the New South Wales police, anybody who can catch these guys that are saying this, these people, I guess there's no guarantee they're men. Usually women have other things they find a lot more exciting to do than being bullies. But anyway, I hope they catch them. I hope they tar and feather them personally and walk them through the streets. But that's probably not going to happen. But Josh Adokar, stay strong. I know that you will. You are the fox, and you're the fox for a reason. Let's move on to some, some more positive things. And Shedheads, I'm going to ask you, Brecken Sie Deutsch? Brecken Sie Deutsch? I say that because there are two brothers that better learn that if they don't know it already. And that's the Drinkwater brothers. Scott and Josh Drinkwater. Scott up there with the cowboys, the, with, with, with the cows. And Josh over... In, 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 in southern France, I guess you could say, with the Catlins Dragons playing with Mitchell Pierce or getting ready to start up the partnership with Mitchell Pierce. But the two Drinkwater brothers have put their hands up to represent Germany to help them qualify for the 2025 Rugby League World Cup, that which will be taking place in France. Now, the Drinkwater brothers' grandfather is German, came over to Australia, uh, after WW2. So that gives them the ability to play for Germany. Heck, Josh Drinkwater actually has dual citizenship, which has given him a German passport, which has made him easier for him to travel in Europe as he's played for the Dragons. But the thing about it is this. 
those are two pretty damn good players that Germany might have just got their hands on. Now, Germany has a lot to do to qualify for the 2025 World Cup, excuse me, Rugby League World Cup. I don't want you guys to think about the little round ball. But I don't think you could do better than having possibly the Drinkwater brothers in the halves and moving off of that. We've seen teams get carried by halves play, right? So this is a very interesting, very, very interesting. Uh, I am a big fan of the Rugby League World Cup. I actually have my two Rugby League World Cup Tongan jerseys up right now still, uh, paying my respects uh, to Tonga right now currently downstairs above the fireplace above the mantle but i'm a big big rugby league world cup fan it's, it's been you know we would definitely have had a lot more to talk about shedheads if it hadn't been postponed this year but or excuse me in 2021 but it's gonna be very very and i'm a big drink water fan i love watching the guy play uh josh and and, and scott i think is still really kind of finding his niche and where he's gonna play and i don't even know if, they, if he knows exactly where he's going to be lined up for the Cowboys in 2022. But I do think these, this is a huge catch for uh, the Deutschland and their rugby league team. And uh, let's see what those Drinkwater brothers can do for German rugby league. Now, let's talk about possible huge money loss. And that's going way in the future. We're talking about Origin 2, Jetheads. We're talking about maybe the greatest spectacle in rugby league, and that is the Origin Series. But with news coming down that Western Australia Premier Mark McGowan is indefinitely closing the borders, Rugby League Origin 2 is now in flux. And the NRL and the commission is looking about possible other locations that rug that origin two may not be taking place at Optus Stadium in Perth because of these new border restrictions that are going to continue. Now I have no problems. You know me. I know that the virus is way bigger than any game or sport. Thank God for game or sport, we'd really be in trouble. Or I would personally. I don't need a hundred thousand fans to be shoulder to shoulder in stands for me to enjoy it. I may be one of the few players, or excuse me, people that enjoyed no fans in the stands because I could really hear a lot of the stuff that was going on in the field when the players were talking during the, the I guess, 2020 season and where there were some empty stadiums. I could hear everything. I could hear the calls out. I could hear a little trash possibly being thrown. So I'm one of those people that I guess were an outlier in that, in that stance. But I do stand for... Uh, leaders making stances to keep their people safe. And if this is what the premier feels like he needs to do, if this is what, you know, that 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 the that, that he thinks to keep his people in Western Australia safe, more power to him. Now, this could cost Perth and Western Australia 15 million dollars in revenue for this decision. And I've heard a couple of the players for the Fremantle Dockers talk about how this is a tough decision for them and their travel of possibly getting back to, to Melbourne where a lot of their families are at. But this is a, a huge, huge movement. And now they're talking that this that Origin 2 could be played in, in, in Melbourne or possibly in Adelaide. So, again, I know it's a ways away. Uh, we'll see how strong he stays when, that, when those dollar bills start coming across the table of him saying that they, 
that that Western Australia could lose $15 million. But Origin 2 may have a new home. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that to see what the decision comes down the pipe later. And ending 40-20, I've got to do it on a positive note. I have to, have to, have to. But Warriors prop Adam Fanua Blake has signed a five-year extension with the club. So I think that's going to bring him to 2026, probably 2027, that he'll be with the Warriors. I hate calling them the Vodafone Warriors, New Zealand Warriors, whatever. I just call them the Warriors usually on this on this platform. But that's a huge, huge get. It shows that the Warriors are trending in an upward direction because if a player doesn't think there's any future in it, he's not going to sign, he's not going to stay. And that's a big, big contract extension for a guy to say, hey, I'm all in. I'm all in for the foreseeable future. And that's great for the Warriors. The Warriors are trending upwards, Shedheads. They are trending upwards big time. They've got club legend Stacy Jones back in the mix. And he is reportedly bringing a moxie back into that club. With a lot of these younger players looking at a legend walking around the grounds working with Nathan Brown, with the club. Because I think all of us know, for a team to be a sporting juggernaut, for a team to be able to be dynamic, they have to have chemistry, they have to have belief in one another, and they have to be able to put those two things out on the field week in and week out. And I think the returning of Gun Sean Johnson and Stacey Jones is going to make for a, a, I think, I think I'm going to call it. The Warriors are going to make the eight this year as long as they stay healthy. I think that they have a plethora of guys in the half that they're going to be able to fit in with Sean Johnson. If Ash Taylor starts living up to his potential, uh, you know, Chanel Harris to Vita, uh, Nick Arima still there. There's so many guys that are there that really could make a difference in the halves. And I really think the Warriors are going to be uh, really on the up and up this coming season. So uh, congratulations to Aiden Fanua Blake and congratulations to the Warriors for a big signing and hopefully the beginning of a great 2022 season. Now as we go on to On the Mark, this is kind of a continuation story, but the Carlton Blues have named Patrick Cripps as their sole captain for the 2022 season. And I think we, we, we heard... Um, some of the rumor, some of the rumblings that this was going to be the case, but it's official now. He is going to be the sole captain. Uh, Jacob Whitering and Sam Walsh have also been elevated in the leadership group for the club as well. Uh, and, I, and I think it's going to be interesting as we go on to this season what the Carlton Blues actually do on the field. Because they've been close a couple years. And I know the fan base with Carlton... I know that they beyond feel like a snake bit team right now in club, especially the fans, that they've just not been able to slide into that eighth position yet. I'm not ready to make that call yet. Uh, I think they still have probably some work to do. But I think with new coaching staff coming in, it's going to be interesting to see if this team can finally start living up to their young and youthful potential and actually do a big push this year to get in the eight. I think them and the Suns could be battling for that eighth position this year. Um, I think both clubs have the, the chance. I personally, myself, would lean towards the Gold Coast Suns. 
But again, we'll have to wait and see. Now, in news that you can say is good or bad, I, I'm still indifferent about it, but Jordan Goey has agreed to enter anger management. I think that is important. I think that what we've learned, kind of like I said earlier, the beginning of the podcast, that that a lot of players, a lot of people, not players, what am I saying players? A lot of people have learned right now that mental health has probably been maybe the number one thing that's been mentioned over and over and over and over again these last two years. And I, and as long as a player and a person is trying to make themselves better, I'm never going to talk down about that. I'm never going to make anybody feel small about that. But I will say this. Jordan Ngoi has a lot to prove. Not to myself, because like I said, I'll never be his partner. I'll never be his teammate. But he has a lot to prove to a lot of people that watch the game and watch celebrities and watch athletes because he's really been a failure off of the field. And I think you saw his 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 play dip last season. And it could have been from COVID. Who knows? Everyone's different, right? Uh, or should I say the COVID environment, atmosphere. But I think it's deeper than that. I think this is a, a, a guy who really needs to find a direction and a belief and a real understanding about himself. And hopefully anger management can help him start looking in some areas, maybe open some doors that he needs to to kind of get inside to some areas, shine some light in there to really be able to bring out the best him. So I think this will be fascinating to see because I do think this could transpire into some changes on the field. And hopefully Jordan Degoe lifts his game. But I would rather Jordan Degoe lifts his person more than his ability to kick the footy. Now, Fremantle, who has been trending in the right direction, took a step back a little bit this week with the news that midfielder Luke Vallant has announced his retirement at the age of 21. And I think that's so strange to hear about a player at the age of 21 retiring from a game, right? But I don't think any of us fully know the wears and tears of the body of the AFL player. And when he cites that that long-term injuries and future well-being was the, the key decisions for him to call time on his career, I think you have to listen to that. Because I know when I was 20, 21 years old, I felt like I could run through 15 walls, right? Well, I did up until I was in a bad, bad car accident, which I told you guys about. And I didn't feel like I could run through anything for a little bit. But if I wasn't that age, I probably wouldn't have recovered the way that I did, too. But to hear a guy, a young man, say that he just can't do it anymore. His body's telling him he can't do it anymore. It's sad. It's sad. You know, he was picked number 32 for the Dockers in 2018. Um, you know, he had a lot of potential. But sometimes the body tells you that you have another chapter and another doorway to go through in life. So to me, the only thing I hope for is that Luke finds something that brings excitement to his life, that adds to his life, that makes him the best possible family man going forward in the future, and that can bring a joy that the game possibly brought him as well. So congratulations on a career, maybe not as long as we want, but you still got drafted and was able to do something so many people would be envious to do for just a day. So congratulations, Luke. Now, we finish up on the mark with big news out of Saints country. 
After that signing that five-year extension with St. Kilda, Jack Steele has been named the sole captain for the St. Kilda Saints for the 2022 season. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on a guy uh, because he's going to have to live up to that extension that he signed, one. And two, the Saints have started to kind of put together some really good football recently. And I think that they really would like to finish in that fifth or sixth position this year. Let's be honest. Everyone wants to just finish in the eighth. But how St. Kilda's been, how they've been, I guess, progressing, trending, means that they should be looking at a six or a five or a six this coming season. So that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see if, if Jack can actually get them there. Um, and how he plays footy himself with this new expectation that's been put on his shoulders. We'll have to wait and see, but I am interested. I think St. Kilda could be one of those teams that we're either going to be going, man, the Saints are fun to watch, or we're going to be saying, what the heck happened to St. Kilda? They're one, they're going to be one extreme or the other to me. They're not going to be right down the middle. So, uh, interesting to see. Congratulations on that appointment to Jack Steele. Uh, and making some money. But besides that, St. Kilda, where are you going to go? Let's go, Saints. Now, as we go into outside the bubble, Shedheads, I love seeing history. History is my favorite. It was my favorite subject to study back in school. We've talked on this on this platform, on this podcast, outside the Sheds, numerous amounts of times, how much I love history, Right? can't ever forget history you've got to also teach history and even if history how should we say doesn't make you look the best it's still history and you got to deal with it right you can't say i don't want you to know well you shouldn't have done it then anyway history was made last night i i stayed up and watched it i guess it finished about uh, four o'clock four fifteen, my time in the morning but i watched that aussie open final last night and for the first time in 44 years, we have a female queen slash champion of the AO, the Aussie Open. Ash Barty finally lifted that trophy that I think the pressure had been mounting on her for her to bring that home. But I do think her Wimbledon victory helped steady her nerves when she got to the point this last, this last tournament, this tournament that just finished for her. Because Ash Barty dismantled the competition. Dismantled the competition. I think Amanda Anasmova and Danielle Collins were the only two players that somewhat troubled her. uh, Because Ash was down 5-1 in the second set yesterday until the wheels fell off of uh, Danielle Collins' sleek Model T Ford. And she ended up winning 7-2 in the second set tiebreaker and winning in straight sets. But this is the first champion since 1978 that was an Aussie to actually lift that trophy. Chris O'Neill doing it in 1978 again, as I said. So, I don't know. You know what? I watch Ash Barty play, and she doesn't seem like she crushes the ball. Even though you hear some women say that she's got an incredible forehand. She could put it anywhere, that forehand. But she does a lot of slicing, a lot of moving players around. And she just doesn't look imposing. I think Ash Barty's 5'5". So she's not the 6'5", 
you know, five foot eleven that some of these players have been like, you know, Sharapova, Venus were six foot, six one. So it, it it to me it's 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 quite fascinating that Ash is doing what Ash is doing. But you know, the way that she blew out the competition this year uh tells me that Ash Barty probably isn't going anywhere for a while. And I think with her now winning Wimbledon and the Aussie Open, that she's only going to get stronger. Because all of us know the thing about tennis players is their mental strength. And when they mentally walk on the court thinking they can't lose to you, they usually don't lose to you. That's why the big three have been around for so long. That's why Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, why they've dominated for so long. And we're kind of starting to see that with with Daniel Medvedev. Even though he may be the snakiest person, player that I've ever seen. Uh, But that does not distract from how great of tennis. I'm saying the guy hits the most unique whipping forehand I have ever seen. But there's just something that I wouldn't turn my back on the guy ever. Uh, Period. And that's just not that he's from a different country, if you know what I mean. But it's going to be interesting tonight to see Medvedev take on... Rafa in that championship. And we've got history again. We've got history that will be taking place tonight. Because either Nadal breaks the tie with Federer and Djokovic and gets his 21st. Or Medvedev becomes the first player to win back-to-back slams. Meaning, he won his first slam at the U.S. Open. He would be the first player to win back-to-backs after winning their first championship. So, we've got some history. I will find it very hard to bet against Nadal. I'm going to say this. I'm calling Rafa getting his 21st tonight. And that is just because I think everything has fallen in place for Rafa. And I don't think there's a player out there on tour that mentally is as strong or as fiery as Nadal in the fact that they won't give up. And I think that will break Medvedev down. And I think Nadal wins in four sets tonight. I'd love to see a five-set classic because I have no dog in the fight. But I think it's going to be an incredibly played tennis match. And I'm looking forward to watching it tonight again, which means Mrs. Shedadamas will be mad because I don't sleep uh, at all. So I also want to give a round of applause for Tanasi Kokonakis. Nick Kyrgios, your doubles champions. Because we had our first Aussie Open All-Australian Males Doubles Championship as well. And the Special Ks bring home the championship. And I am i have to tell you, Shedheads, I know he's polarizing. I love Nick Kyrgios. I wish Nick Kyrgios sometimes didn't do the things that he did. But I think Nick Kyrgios is honest. I was so excited to see Tanasi Kokonakis win the Adelaide Open. I was a little disappointed when he lost in the first round of the Aussie Open. But the the Special Ks won that when they were not seeded and just crushed competition. It was awesome to see. It was awesome to see Kyrgios actually lift the trophy. It was actually great to see him, you know, win something big on a big level and to do it with his really close friend, Tanasi Kokonakis. And that's now two championships in back-to-back tournaments for Tanasi Kokonakis, one in doubles, one in singles. So it's great to see the special Ks because they have 
they have a real personality that I think is needed in the game of tennis. And I just want Nick to get healthy. I want Nick and Tanasi to both stay healthy. And I want them to start. And hopefully, maybe this doubles victory makes these guys really hungry for more success in singles and in doubles. But congratulations to the special case. They're, of all the players in the tournament, when I heard those guys were playing together, they were the ones I wanted to see lift the trophy more than any other player there. So congratulations to those guys. Now, Yoshida Damas went two for four last week with his NFL playoff picks. And we've got two big games now on the docket for tomorrow. Starting off with Bengals at the Chiefs. And then we finish out the nightcap with the Niners at the Rams. Shedheads, after watching the Buffalo Mafia, the Bills Mafia last week, be 13 seconds away from, from hosting the AFC Championship game, I am going to still go with Patrick Holmes, Patrick Holmes, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chefs to beat the Bengals, the upstart Bengals, to go to the Super Bowl. And I have them taking on a rematch against Jimmy G or Jimmy Jawline and the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's a Niners-Chiefs rematch, and I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's my feeling. On it, I think Mahomes brings home another championship for KC. But we still got to play the games tomorrow. But I've got that. I've got the Chiefs over the Bengals and the Niners over the Rams again. And in closing, because Bill's Mafia, I could just I could pile on top of you. I could pile on top of Aaron Rodgers right now. It's good. It's, I was so excited to see the Packers lose. To see Aaron Rodgers again, who, by the way, since he won the Super Bowl, is 7-9 and nine in the playoffs. May even be 7-10 and 10 after that last game. He's either 7-9 and nine or 7-10. and 10. He has a losing record. That's what I'm saying. And for a guy that is... Well, here's a good thing now. Now that he is done for his season, he can go make sure that he stays immunized. There you go. So he has time on his hands now. Go get some more immunization, Aaron. Some people call you Karen Rodgers. I don't do that. I don't call people names like that. But you go do what you need to do. You got plenty of time now. Make sure you make sure you form it in the form of a question too. Uh, that being said, I'm not piling on the Bills Mafia. I've got a really really close friend, the Polish Hammer, up in Denver. We won't say his name here. He'd probably be upset that I actually talked about the Bills Mafia. But I will say that I I could not. I was talking to my really really good friend, Mark, and. We were talking about the game, and all of a sudden I go, oh, no. I started thinking about the Polish Hammer because I know him being 13 seconds away from that that AFC title game. Uh, thank God he's got a strong, beautiful young family because otherwise we might still be on suicide watch for him. But that being said, going to be some great games tomorrow. That's what your Shed Adamas will be doing is watching both of those games. And in closing, I don't know if this is a story yet. I don't know if this has been confirmed because nothing is confirmed until you hear it from that person's mouth. But when I woke up today, the news breaking was that Tom Brady was calling a, an end to his career, that he was hanging up the cleats, that he was going to put to bed the avocado ice cream, and that it was time that he was ready to go off and ride into the sunset with Giselle Riding, holding on, behind, on, holding on tight behind him into the sunset. 
I don't know if that's the case. I, I find it hard to believe that's the case. I think Tom Brady, when he says he wants to do something, wants to do something. I think the problem for Tom Brady is that the team is not going to be the same for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. They kept pretty much everybody on the roster from last season, and a lot of people thought they were just going to ride off into the sunset. Brady would retire after winning his second Super Bowl, and that didn't happen. So it's going to be very, very fascinating to see. Uh, there has been a huge, huge percolating rumor over here that Brady may play his last season with the San Francisco 49ers. And this may take Jimmy G to move on, find a new home, and for Brady to come riding in to play for his favorite team for one last season in San Francisco, in front of his family, and mentor Trey Lance for one more season, have it be a swan song season, but that could be what the future holds for Brady. And I, I see that. I don't see Tom Brady hanging it up. This guy has never, when he said he's going to do something, not try to accomplish it. Giselle is still going to be beautiful, and she's still going to be there when he's 45, right? He's got kids. He's got beautiful kids. You know, whatever. I will say, when they showed that box where Giselle was up, you know, holding court, I don't know if I see, what was it, a luxury box of beauties, of, of Brazilian uh, supermodels? I, I, I just will never forget. I actually talked to my buddy Mark that I was telling you about. And I said, did you see that box with Giselle? And Giselle just playing it off like, hey, how are you? Waving. And, bring, you know, Brady's kids all, like, got gigantic eyes. But seeing those girls up in the box, I don't know if it was those Giselle's cousins, her niece. I don't know who those girls were. But I was like, that might have been the best-looking luxury box that I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, I digress. Back to the game. I don't see Brady retiring. I see him maybe stepping away right now, but then being the big story again in about three or four months after Jimmy G finds a new home and Brady gets signed by the San Francisco 49ers for a one-year gig to play under Shanahan uh, and his favorite team, the 49ers. So we'll have to wait and see. But I would not be surprised, even if it comes down, that Tom Brady is retiring if we don't hear about the comeback in a few months to come. Shedheads, that brings to, to close another edition of Outside the Sheds. Thank you for joining me. I hope you guys are, are, are kicking through 2022 um, with positive reinforcement, beliefs in yourself, belief in yourself, I guess beliefs you could say, but I'm going to go with belief, belief in yourself. But I can't wait till next week. Have a great week. Hopefully we get some more news that we can pass on and bring this little, this little friggin' how do I say, this little jamboree back for another great episode. But until next week, I'm Corey Jackson. See ya! And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson, talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.